welcome to another exciting podcast from Living Faith Church. It's our hope and prayer that today's message will bring you closer and deeper to the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now here is our lead pastor, Pastor Dean Hackett. Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves all of whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not, all, shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. There were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterward when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old men of renown. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his spirit. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Hey, look at that verse again. Verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Yepheth. Father, I'm asking that you will speak to us your word, Father. Cause your word to be spirit and cause it to be life to us today. Amen. We have been looking at Noah, how he built an ark, and we have been following what it says in Hebrews chapter 11, that Noah built an ark for the saving of his family. And we have been looking at how in this generation, we need to build an ark for the saving of the family. Noah lived at a time when the world had gone crazy. Every intent of their thought was only evil continually. Great wickedness filled the land. Violence. Crime was rampant. Uh, Sexual promiscuity of all kinds was was proliferated throughout the culture. It was a, a very, very wicked time. And Noah lived with a heart after God. Noah was a just man. He was a righteous man. He set his heart to seek God. Though everyone else around him was running after evil, Noah set his heart to seek God, and he trained his sons and his grandchildren to seek God. He chose to stand alone in the midst of his wicked generation. 
Now fast forward a few years with me to a time there was a young man who was despised by his brothers. They were so bitter and resentful of him that they kidnapped him and sold him into slavery. The slave masters that bought him took him to a foreign nation. It was a pagan nation. And there, even though he had been rejected by his brothers, he was living in a culture of idolatry and moral impurity. Joseph set his heart to serve God and to seek God. The a large landowner bought his slavery from these other masters. And Joseph continued to seek God with all his heart. The new owner's wife lusted after Joseph and day after day tried to get him to sleep with her. But he refused. He refused to participate in the sin and the idolatry of that culture and he chose to stand alone. And his words to her was, how can I do this evil thing against my God? He chose to stand alone. Fast forward with me again another few hundred years to a young woman whose family was immigrants in a foreign country. It was a Jewish family. And in this nation where they were living, there were leaders who wanted to kill every Jewish person in the nation. Her parents had died. And she was being raised by relatives. She participated in a beauty pageant. And she won first place of that beauty pageant and was selected to be a lady-in-waiting for the king. The person who was leading the movement against the Jewish people was the closest man to the king. And she received word of his strategy that he was going to try and kill every Jewish person in the nation. Esther's lineage had not been made known. They did not know her ethnicity. They assumed she was Persian, but she was Jewish. And Esther took the position to stand alone in the face of that and, if necessary, give her life to save the Jewish families living in that nation. And so Esther, even though she had had all of that success behind her, she put it all on the line to stand alone. When you look at the life of Joseph and the life of Noah and Esther, they are examples to us of three really important things. I want you to look at these with me, if you would, please. The first is, 
They're an example of how to make the choice to not allow negative circumstances to determine our future. Listen closely. Your past or your present circumstances do not have to determine your future and your identity. Hear it again. Your past or your present circumstances do not have to determine your future or your identity. Joseph was in prison under false charges. That could have become his future and his identity, but he refused. He eventually becomes second only to Pharaoh in the nation. How is that possible? When we make the choice, but it's a choice. It's something we do inside. Maybe you came from great poverty. Maybe you come from a drug background. Maybe your family has gone from generation to generation and generation, living in great poverty, living in, in abusive situations, living in alcoholism, that does not have to determine your future and your identity. You can make the choice in Jesus Christ to rise above it and to live a whole new life in Jesus Christ. Amen. Here's the second thing. There are examples of how to make the choice that you will not allow culture and peer pressure to determine the course of your life. But you know what we hear? Grandpa was an alcoholic. Dad and mom were an alcoholic. I'm going to be an alcoholic. Child abuse, child abuse, child abuse. Anger, violence, I'm going to be an angry, violent person. Why? Why? Because that's the family lineage? Well, everybody's doing it. So I guess I'll try meth. Well, everybody goes to the Kagers. I'm going to go. You know what we hear in our culture today? Well, we know teenagers are going to have premarital sex, so let's at least give them birth control pills and condoms because we know they're going to do it. There's no point in saying otherwise because we know they're going to do it. No! We do not have to live by our culture and by the peer pressure. Jesus Christ gives us a whole new identity. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things are become new. And as a new creature in Jesus Christ, I can live by my spiritual lineage, not by my natural birth lineage. I can change that. I can cut it off. 
The great joy that Juan and I have, both coming out of alcoholic backgrounds, our three children have never tasted alcohol. And our grandchildren have, will never taste alcohol. You do not have to live it out just because that's your earthly lineage. When you are born again in Jesus Christ, you receive the divine nature of Almighty God in you, and it says we escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. Amen. Come on, give God a praise. Thank Him. This is our hope. Okay, let me give you the third one. I told you I'm not going to preach the whole sermon. Noah, Joseph, and Esther are an example of how to make the choice that you will not, that, excuse me, that you will stand alone when everyone else is doing that which is wrong. You know, one of the most challenging things that we do as believers, as disciples of Jesus Christ, is make the choice to stand alone when other Christians are doing it. Well, you're just being critical. You just think you're holier than everybody else. See, that's the feedback we'll get. Juan and I have had close friends break the friendship with us because they were participating in things that as a family, we made a commitment that would not be a part of our life. It was a personal conviction. We've never asked other people to believe that. It's our own personal conviction. You know, you can't take personal convictions and make them rules. You, you don't do that. You keep it to yourself. But when we graciously said, you know what, please help yourself, you go ahead. But it's a personal conviction. We cannot. Well, they felt like we were being judgmental of them, and they, and, and, and they broke the friendship. We weren't. We were just taking a stand. Well, you know what that does? That then immediately puts a pressure. Are you going to compromise? Are you in compromise on personal convictions? One of the things, when you, when you make the choice to take this kind of a stand, is you have to make sure your heart is free from criticalness, from a judgmental spirit, and from spiritual arrogance. Come on. Okay? Learning to live in the power of others may, I cannot, will require you to keep a humble gracious, loving spirit so that you're not being critical and judgmental. It's very important. But dear ones, it's also very important that in this generation, there is a remnant that will rise up and say, I will not let culture and peer pressure determine my activities Though everyone else may be doing it, I'm going to stand. When you get on that college campus and all the chicks are hooking up, what are you going to do? When all the girls in the dorm are doing it, what are you going to do? When all the guys are out and, and they are trolling, what are you going to do? When you go out with the buddies and they start passing around the roach, what are you going to do? 
when everyone else on the job and all the other contractors are taking things under the table so they don't have to pay taxes on it, what are you going to do? When all the other guys on the job are telling dirty jokes and everybody's laughing and having a gay time, what are you going to do? Are you going to let your light shine bright? Are you going to be a candle for Jesus in the midst of that darkness? Even though you have to stand alone. Dear ones, it is time for the church of Jesus Christ to stop trying to be as much like the world as it can be, but still make heaven. It is time for us to get as close to Jesus as we possibly can be and live as much like Him as we possibly can so we are a beacon in a dark, dying world. We've got to be that harbor that they can come to and find security and hope and life-changing. Amen? We've got to stand alone. There are things worth standing for. There just are things worth standing for. We are so blessed that you join us online today. For more resources on how you can grow your relationship with Jesus Christ, visit us online at www.winacity.com. If you would like to speak with someone about your relationship with Jesus Christ or would like prayer, you can contact us at 541 567 or email us at info at winacity.com.